This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of The Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. On today's podcast, we talk Joe Flacco, defense, and will the Guardians get off their ass and do something? That's all coming up on the latest edition of the Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the Bullpen with Adam the Bull. Let's dive right into it. The Cleveland Browns have a new quarterback on their roster, and his name is Joe Flacco. Yes, who would have believed all those many moons ago that Joe Flacco someday would become a member of the Cleveland Browns. Joe Flacco, who has won more games at Cleveland Browns Stadium than most Browns quarterbacks, spending 11 years in Baltimore and 15 years total in the NFL, has been sitting on the couch since the start of the season, since playing uh, in five games, starting four for the Jets last season, but Flacco is back. The Browns signed him earlier this week. He's on the practice squad right now, but expected to be added to the roster and become the number two quarterback, at least initially. Oddly enough, the last time Joe Flacco won a game, you all remember this one, was when he led the Jets back against the Browns in week two of last year for about as bad a loss as you can have. I'm not going to recap that one because you, any Browns fan remembers that game. Joe Flacco has not really played at any kind of high level probably since 2014. Uh, he lost his job in 2018 as Lamar Jackson took over for him and was out the door after the 2018 season. Since then, he's obviously bounced around a bit. He's played a handful of games. Over the last four seasons, he's thrown 20 touchdowns and 11 picks, throwing a few fumbles. I think it's 20 touchdowns and 18 turnovers, I believe, over the last four years with Denver and the Jets. Hasn't won a lot of games, but hasn't been on very good teams. And now he comes to the Browns where he hasn't played since early last season and hasn't even been on a roster at all this season. So what does Joe Flacco at 38 years old Uh, about to turn 39 in two months, still have left in the tank? Well, probably not much. But if the Browns get in a situation where they got to go to a backup quarterback during the game, I'd still rather have Joe Flacco than P.J. Walker as my backup. Notice I'm not talking about Joe Flacco as the starter because I think, for now at least, the Browns should stick with Dorian Thompson-Robinson or DTR, if you will. DTR, by typical standards, did not play a great first game or second game for the Browns this past Sunday. But looking at it through the Browns' lens of what they wanted him to do, I thought he actually did a solid job. 
most importantly, even though he got picked off once, don't blame him. That ball was was off a tip off Amari Cooper. He really didn't throw any dangerous passes. He did what the Browns wanted him to do, and when they needed him most, he came through. In the final drive with the score tied at 10, needing a field goal to win, he made four big completions on that final drive that led the way. Joe Flacco has zero upside. P.J. Walker has zero upside. Neither one of those quarterbacks, in my opinion, is capable of being even league average. If we're going to find out for a number of years, I thought you couldn't even win a Super Bowl with a league average quarterback. I'm still not sure you can. And I don't, and certainly we don't know if the Browns can even have quarterback play at league average level. They haven't for much of this year. They've had it, they've played terribly at quarterback outside of a few moments, a few games from Deshaun Watson. Can they get league average or close to league average quarterback, adequate quarterback play? I think the best hope is DTR. He was a, a, a very good college player. Obviously, there's flaws. He is, he is slight. I mean, it looks like a kid. He looks like a high school kid, really, playing quarterback in the NFL. But I love the athleticism. I love the enthusiasm. I love how much it means to him. And I see some upside there. I don't know what it is. I don't know how high it is. I'm not convinced it's that high. But do I think it's possible that he can get to, to um, average quarterback play? I think that's possible. Maybe I'm being overly optimistic. And maybe we're going to need to find out if you can actually win now the way the league is turning. And we'll get more into that in a little bit. If maybe you can even win if your defense is good enough with below average quarterback play. Hopefully, we don't have to find that out because hopefully DTR, as he progresses over the next few weeks, can get to the point where he is a serviceable NFL starting quarterback. At this point, he's below that level, but he's barely played. We know what P.J. Walker is. It's terrible. I, I don't think Joe Flacco can consistently give the Browns adequate quarterback play. I think he could for a game. But I think the Browns would be well advised to stick with DTR until they just can't. And even though it wasn't an amazing performance by any means against Pittsburgh this past Sunday, there's no reason the Browns cannot stick with this guy. They said they believed in him when they traded Josh Dobbs. They said they believed in him again when they didn't make a move at the trade deadline. So don't give up on him now. He made big improvements from his first start against Baltimore to this past week against Pittsburgh. Let's see what he can do on the road in Denver. Denver's been very opportunistic with the with the turnovers. I think their defense their defense obviously was terrible in that game against Miami. It's played better since. It's a decent defense, but they as I said they've won four they've they've won four in a row because their defense has been very opportunistic. They've forced a lot of turnovers the last bunch of weeks. So this is a good test. If you don't turn the ball over, the Browns should win the game. Interestingly, the uh, the Broncos opened at Bet Rivers as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I thought the money might go towards the Browns, but apparently not because as of this morning, and I'll check again right now, 
The Browns are now a two and a half point underdog uh, in Denver. So, and and I I like I'm obviously leaning towards the Browns. This game, it, it we're going to go into every game the rest of the year for the Browns, at least in the regular season. And I'm going to be thinking, don't turn it over, and you probably win the game. That's how good the Browns' defense is. Unfortunately, that signals my lack of confidence in the offense that I don't think the offense can win games for the Browns right now. I don't trust the passing game, and I don't trust the running game. It's a fascinating case study. This Browns team three years ago or five years ago or eight years ago, I don't think would have been a contender. But this year, the way the league is turned, quarterback play down, scoring down, defense better, but the Browns stand above the rest. I don't, there's not, I don't, I think the Browns right now are the only team in the league that I believe could win with subpar quarterback play. Now, I may turn out to be wrong, and it can't be terrible. Again, whether it's DTR or Joe Flacco, whoever ends up playing when it matters, they can't be terrible. The Browns can't, as good as their defense is, I don't think in the big games, especially in the postseason, they'll be able to overcome terrible quarterback play. But I think they're, I just don't think any team can. But I think the Browns are the one team in the NFL, one, not Baltimore, not Pittsburgh, not anybody. I think they're the one team in the league that can overcome below average quarterback play. Can't be lower than that, though. And I, it's still got to be proven that they could win, do what I'm saying, which is something I haven't said in a very long time, that I think a team could win big games with below average quarterback play. And, and maybe that will be put to the test, hopefully, the Browns will will be able to get average quarterback play. They haven't, as I said, for most of the season. You all know that. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Will that change? We shall see. That's why I want to keep playing DTR and seeing how high up the chain he can move, how high up the charts he can move, right? Will his play continue to improve to the point where we get to like, okay, this guy's a decent quarterback. I'm not there yet. I don't know how you could be. He was better. There's still a lot of room for improvement for DTR. But I thought it was a big step forward. That game against Baltimore was a disaster. This game against Pittsburgh, it was it was not a disaster. He did what they needed him to do. Now, in other games, they're going to need him to do more because you're going to play better offensive teams. Pittsburgh's probably... You know, outside of the Jets and the Bears, uh, probably the worst offensive team you're going to face the rest of the season. <clears throat> so you will need to score a little more. But as long as you have the Browns' defense, you're not going to have to score a ton because in the final seven games of the season, I don't expect the Browns' defense to give up a boatload of points, but you can't expect a shutout every week. You can't expect to hold every team to three or seven. It's going to be a few weeks where the Browns' defense gives up 17 points. Ooh, maybe even 20. And there's going, there might be a game, a couple games like that, and the Browns' offense is going to have to respond. 
They didn't need to against Pittsburgh. I didn't think they would need to. I thought it'd be a 19 point a total of 19 points in the game. I was close. It'd end up being 23. <clears throat> uh, and I, that's how the Browns are going to have to win. And we have not seen teams win like that in recent years. Not often. So I'm fascinated to see. And I'm, you know me. I'm an offensive guy. I love scoring. I love quarterbacks. It's hard for me to wrap my head around a team being successful in this fashion. But I'm fascinated to see it. The over-under in this game at Bet Rivers, remember Browns-Broncos is a 4 o'clock game on Sunday. It's 35 and a half. I'm assuming that's the lowest over-under of the week. 35 and a half. I, let's see. Carolina-Tennessee is 30. No. The, oh, the Patriots and the Giants is 33 and a half. And the Bengals-Steelers, obviously, with no burrow, 34 and a half. So, shockingly, that Browns over-under is actually the third lowest at 35 and a half, but this is, it's wild. I mean, the game is starting, is not starting. It started last year, I think, but it's really turning before our eyes. Quarterback play is way down. We saw it again in Monday night football. You know, yeah, there were a lot of drops. Like he, I heard about the drops for DTR. Heard about Mahomes had a lot of drops uh, on his, uh, the, the Chargers had a bunch of drops for Justin Herbert the other day. That's part of the game. What are you going to do? There's always drops every year. So I'm not going to use that as an excuse. Even the the Dolphins, who early in the season looked like an offensive juggernaut, have not been uh, since then. You look at the last four weeks, they've scored 17, 31, 14, and 20. Uh, you know, and, and you look at the, the stats for the quarterback, um, you know, your leading passer is Sam Howell. I didn't even realize that. Just Sam Howell. 3,000. Now, they, I don't think they've had their bye yet. So he's played one more game. But man, I mean, it's crazy. If you look at yards per game, let's see, yards per game. Wow. CJ Stroud is number one. That's amazing. Stroud is one. Tua is two. Kirk Cousins, who obviously only played half the season, is three. And then Sam Howell, four. Jared Goff, five. Brock Purdy, six. I mean, who had that? C.J. Stroud, Sam Howell, Jared Goff, and Brock Purdy in the top six of yards per game. That is that's just mind-blowing. It really is. In terms of touchdowns, <clears throat> Tua leads the way. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Josh Allen, despite having not a great season overall, is first with 22 touchdowns. He also leads the league or is tied for the league lead with Sam Howell with 12 interceptions. Two has got 21. Russell Wilson has 19. Dak and Mahomes have 19 as well. Kirk Cousins is still sixth in touchdowns. Or, uh, uh, ju sorry, Justin Herbert also has 19. Cousins is tied for seventh in touchdowns despite only playing eight games. Eventually, he'll be passed, obviously, by a bunch of other guys. But it's just been a weird season. We've had a million quarterback injuries. Uh, this week, we're going to have, I believe, our 51st, 52nd, and maybe 53rd different starting quarterbacks. Jake Browning's going to start for Cincinnati. Tim Boyle's going to start for the Jets. Maybe Drew Locke for Seattle, I would think. They're playing in two days on Thanksgiving. I think the combination of the defensive players being... As athletic as they've ever been, it's been transitioning that way for a while. 
the quarterback injuries. I think the preseason offensive key players on offense doing nothing in the preseason. Uh, all these things have factored in. And defenses have now adjusted to all the things the offenses have done, and they're locking down in the red zone. Teams are still moving the ball a lot between the 20s. It's the red zone where things are getting slowed down. Slowed down. Sloan. C.J. Stroud, though, with, with, with the regression from many quarterbacks, unbelievable rookie season that C.J. Stroud is having. And if the Texans make the playoffs, he's got to be in the conversation for not only rookie of the year, which he's going to win, but MVP as well. As for uh, as for the Browns and Broncos getting back, circling back, uh, I'll talk more about the game uh, certainly later in the week. But I am I'm I'm probably taking the I, I I'm taking the Browns. I'm taking the Browns. Uh, I believe in DTR not turning the ball over. I feel very good about where this team is at right now, and I think they're going to go to Denver and get to eight and three. So there you have it. All right, I wanted to hit on the Guardians for a minute. Um, so far this off season, you know, baseball is not like football or basketball or where the transactions happen fast and furious. We've seen a couple of moves here early in free agency. The, um, Phillies re-signed Darren Nola to a big contract. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez, who finished the season with the Guardians, signed a three-year $30 million deal with the Braves yesterday and Lance Lynn, the veteran starter. Uh, returned to his original home of St. Louis on a, on a $10 million deal, one-year deal with the Cardinals. The Guardians have the basis of a good team. They have a very good infield, a cat, young catcher I like, a good young rotation, a solid bullpen. But their outfield is horrible, and they have no power, and it's something we've talked about for three years, and it's got to be fixed you cannot this is it I'm done you can't play Miles Straw every day you I like Will Brennan you can't play him every day you make Stephen Kwan an everyday player and you get two new outfielders now I've been screaming Jorge Soler although he's not a great fielder T. Oscar Hernandez these are the type of players I saw somebody um might have been um Oh, my God. I can't think of the writer's name. Mark. Uh, oh, God. Mark, I'm going to think of it. From MLB.com. Uh, Mark Feinsand. Couldn't think of his name. I've interviewed him a million times. Mark Feinsand suggested maybe Hunter Renfro for the Guardians, who's like the, you know, I guess the poor man's option of Soler and Teoscar Hernandez. Of course, I looked up the football Hunter Renfro and not the baseball Hunter Renfro. But, you know, and Hunter Renfro's fine. I mean, how old is he? He's 31. He's going to be 32 here. Uh, this past season, he had 20 homers, 60 ribbies. And I'm okay with him as the third outfielder. I just don't trust his, like, he's, the guy's hit a decent amount of home runs. Uh, he's hit at least 20 home runs six years in a row, obviously not including the, the COVID season. But his play's in decline, so I'm okay with signing him on a cheap deal, but you got to go get one stud power hitter. And to me, that's Soler or Teoscar Hernandez. 
And I think, and maybe I'll be proven wrong, that the one, uh, the Edwin Encarnacion contract, three for 60, can work with one of these guys. Maybe a little more. Maybe it's, you know, three for 70 or three for 65. And maybe you got to go four years. And maybe it's bad for the team in the last year. But they need some legitimate power hitters to really compete in the American League. Unfortunately, I don't have any faith that they're going to spend any kind of significant money. And that's a bummer. All right, thanks for joining me as always. Thanks to Brian Monzo for producing. Um, thanks you, thank you all for watching. If I don't see or talk to you again before Thanksgiving, have, happy, have a happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. Enjoy your family. Uh, I'll talk to you next time. Where else but right here? And before I go, I got to tell you something for Bet Rivers. Get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. Win up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same-game parlays on any game with the squares icon to earn a square. Talk to you next time right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. See ya. Thanks for listening to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. 